Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. Well, hi there. All right. We're back for another episode. And today we're chatting all about energy. I want to talk about something that I wish I had known a little bit more about when I was going through my infidelity journey. I've learned it now, but I wish I would have learned it a little sooner. So we only have so much energy to exude. And so I want to talk about how to get more energy and where to focus your energy. Because I think sometimes when we get in this journey, we we can focus our energy in all of the wrong places. And I know I did this uh, for sure. And so I want to like help you to maybe ease your suffering a little bit less than what mine was. So I remember walking through my own pain and I would spend so much of my energy on like how hurt I had been or, you know, how he had hurt me or how could he do this to me? Or I would spend so much of my energy on her. And we talked about this in a previous episode about like, just don't even go there. But it was on, you know, the hurt on her, on him, on, 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 just focusing on all of the things, the changes, the children, the this, the that. And what I ended up doing was putting all of my energy into things that were actually creating me more pain. So I just kept piling pain on top of pain and none of it was to my benefit. And I wish someone would have shared this with me earlier on in my journey. I wish I would have had that coach that I am now for women that would say to me, okay, listen, stop. Think about where you're exuding your most energy right now, and let's refocus that energy, you know, that they would have been there to remind me that how I expend my energy is so important, that expending it on things outside of my control isn't helpful or healing. And I know it's easier said than done. Believe me, I know. And it's going to take like constant redirecting, but it is possible And I think the more awareness you have about things, the more that you're able to change or correct them. So that's what today is all about. Like, I want to just make you aware of this because you might not even realize you're doing it. And when you become aware, then you can begin to stop yourself and refocus. Tony Robbins has this quote, and I don't know if it's an exact quote, but I'm maybe paraphrasing something that he says, but he says like, Where your focus goes, energy flows. And where your energy flows, whatever you're focusing on grows. And I love that because we, you are in this place where you get to decide. 
you get to decide what the rest of your life looks like, whether that's reconciliation with your partner, forgiveness, divorce, whatever you decide, you get to decide. And where you put your energy will be what grows in your life. So if you're putting your energy on her or you're putting your energy on how dare he, you're just going to create more pain of that in your life. So, you know, your life is controlled by what you focus on. It's it's controlled by what you put energy to. And so I would just want you to be aware of where you're putting your energy because we need to be putting our energy on what we want to create, on who we want to be, and on how we want to heal. So your energy is your greatest source of power. And I want you to use that power to your highest good. One of the things I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to learn to be in the now, in the present. It was, oh gosh, just such a great gift that I gave myself when I learned how to do this. So we place so much pressure on ourselves to be like farther along on our journey or to be over there or to be healed or like, well, when I get there or when I'm not hurting so much or when I've forgiven him or when we get this reconciled or when the divorce is final, but we literally are just sucking the energy from our present lives. So one of the things that I want you to get really good at is learning to savor and appreciate where you are right now in this moment. Learning how to look at where you are and decide how is this moment in my life for me? What are the good things about this moment? And you can decide, yeah, there's nothing good. I'm just going to wallow in my pain. You get to decide that. And you can choose to wallow in your pain and feel stuck and feel hurt and feel bitterness and resentment. But I promise you, you're going to just bring more of that into your life. Or you can decide, yeah, you know what? This sucks and this hurts really bad. But at the same time, I'm going to be the best mom I know how to be. I'm going to be an amazing friend. I'm going all in on my side hustle. I am going all in on my faith and my prayer life. Nobody gets to make that decision but you. And I want to empower you to make the best decisions. I want to empower you to constrain your energy to the things that you value most. The only way somebody else can upset you is through your thoughts. And your thoughts are one of your biggest either energy givers or energy takers. And so you've got to learn to protect your energy. You've got to protect it from criticism, from social media, from comments somebody might make, from scrollings, from snooping, from the thoughts that your family members have about how you should in quotes, handle the situation. And so you're going to learn how to protect that energy. And then you're going to learn how to be fully present in the moment where you are. 
And I promise you, when you learn to refocus your energy, when you feel yourself slipping and you learn to bring your energy back in, bring your thoughts back in, your pain is going to diminish and your life is going to get so much richer. So let's talk for a second about what to do when you just feel like you're in this place where you just have nothing left to give. And I remember those days. I had those. I remember one time, this was even after the divorce, and I was dating my my current, my now husband, and I had a day where I just couldn't get out of bed. I had been out of bed and I had made dinner. I had even gotten dinner in the oven. But the emotions, probably because I wasn't feeling them, I was suppressing them, the emotions just became too much. And I went and laid down in bed and basically told my children, feed yourselves, get the, you know, when the timer goes off, it was lasagna. I'd made lasagna. When the timer goes off, get the lasagna out and feed yourselves. I'm resting. I didn't do that very often. And I'm not saying you should never do that. I think it's okay to take some mental health days if you need them. But I also want to give you a little list of things that can give you some energy when you feel like you've got nothing left to give or nothing left to offer. So a couple things that have been really helpful for me is one, sunlight. Getting your face out in the sun. Especially the morning sun is best, but just whenever you can get sunlight. The second one is healthy food. Like really look at how are you fueling your body? Are you giving it things that are going to give you great energy or are you giving it things that's going to suck your energy from you or that are going to give you energy for an hour and then you're going to crash? The next one is consistent sleep. And I know this is hard because sometimes sleep is hard when we're in the trauma of of infidelity, but I want you to find the thing that helps you sleep, whether that's prayer, whether that's a pill, a supplement, some herbs, essential oils, whatever it is, find the thing that can help you sleep. Fresh air. And that's easy to combine with sunlight. Just get yourself outside. Just for me, even just going outside and pulling weeds for 15 minutes just refocuses my mind enough to allow me to step back into my life and be like, okay, where do I want my thoughts to go? Where do I want to spend my energy? Music. I had some um, songs that really got me through my divorce. And one of them was by Megan Trainer, And I don't even remember the song now. See, that's how the song isn't important to me now. When I was going through my divorce, I could tell you every word of that song. I don't even remember what the song is right now. I just remember it was Megan Trainer, And I was so obsessed with the song that I ended up taking my girls to a concert of hers because I wanted to see her in person and hear this song sung in person. But find the music that lights your soul on fire. Find the music that renews your spirit, whatever that may be. Right now, for me, currently in my life, it's Frank Sinatra. So if you're going to get in my car with me, you're going to hear Frank Sinatra playing. That's I know that music's not for everybody, but that's the thing that feeds my soul right now. Movement. I've talked about angry runs, but even just taking a walk. Listen, if you just go out and take a walk, you're going to mark off sunlight. You're going to mark off fresh air. You're going to mark off movement. Throw a little music in your headphones while you walk. You're getting energy that way. 
decluttering for a lot of people is an energy giver. You know, it's hard to, they say a, a cluttered space is the sign of a cluttered mind. And when you declutter your space, you help to declutter your mind. So maybe it's the the closet you need to tackle or it's a kitchen drawer or it's whatever. It can be very therapeutic for some people. The next one is hugs. And let me tell you, I have a boy who gives the literal best hugs on the planet. And I don't get to get a hug from him very often because he's away at um, school and isn't home often. But I just got some this weekend because he was home for his 21st birthday. And I'm going to let those hugs from him. They're like bone crushing hugs. But I'm going to let those hugs from him carry me as long as I can. And then the last one is meditation or prayer, whatever, you know, works for you. But all of those are ways that you can kind of help to, I, I call them energy givers, but I also think they're a great way to refocus. So when you notice that you've become obsessed, because you will, with the parts of the infidelity, the parts that hurt, or the characters in, in the story, or, you know, the plot twists, or whatever, then doing one of these energy givers is just going to be that gentle nudge to your body and to your brain that you need to refocus, that you need to step away from what you were thinking about and put your energy into something new. When COVID was going on and we were home a lot more, I'm home anyway a lot. I work from home. I'm a homebody. But when we were home a lot, a lot, uh, one of the things, one of my energy givers was puzzles. And I got really into doing puzzles and just really enjoyed. That was so therapeutic for me. And it just helped to kind of get my mindset right and even helped get my priorities right because I kind of had this little system where I would make dinner, then I would clean up from dinner. And then once, you know, the kitchen was clean and everybody, you know, had been was settled down for the night, then I'd go sit and do my puzzle for a little bit. When I was going through my divorce, one of the things that was an energy giver for me was I would create. I did a lot of creating. I I painted my entire house. It was like, I don't know, 3,000 square feet. I ended up painting the whole entire thing. You know, like I painted my bedroom in this dark, moody color. I created a wreath out of books. Uh, my son had loved Harry Potter and had read his Harry Potter books so many times they were literally the pages were falling out. And I couldn't, I didn't have the heart to get rid of the books. And so I ended up taking the pages from those books and making the coolest wreath. But I would focus my energy into something like almost I needed something to keep my hands busy because it was like if I kept my hands busy, then I could keep my head occupied as well. So find that thing that keeps your hands busy or keeps your head busy or both. So I just want to remind you that you have to be so intentional with where you focus your energy because it is so easy to get stuck in overwhelm. It's so easy to get stuck in their business or her business or your pain 
And I'm not saying that this is going to make the pain go away, but it does in some way make the pain go away when you learn to focus your energy on you. So I want you to think about who do you want to be in this process? Who do you want to come out the other side of this being? I think all the time about what would somebody put on my tombstone and what do I want them to put on my tombstone? Because what I don't want them to put was, oh my gosh, during her divorce, she was so obsessed with the other person. She just couldn't, everybody she talked to, have you seen her? Do you know what she's like? Have you looked her up on Facebook? No. That isn't a good place to put our energy. So think about what do you want to create in your life? What are the things that you value? I have recently been thinking a lot about this. What is it I value? And if I were to look at my planner, look at my calendar, does my calendar in my planner reflect what I say I value in my life? Does it show time with my husband? Because this year I've just said I want to 10X my marriage. Does it show me being fully present when my children are home? Because that I want, I value. Do I have prayer time in my calendar? Because I value that. Do I have specific work times in my calendar because I value growing my coaching business this year? So think about the things that you value. It, it's really helpful even just to make a list. Make a list of the things that you value most. Your job, your children, reconciling your marriage, forgiveness, whatever it is. When I was going through my healing journey, forgiveness was something I hugely valued because I knew I needed to do that for myself. And I put a lot of energy and a lot of effort into forgiveness. Is it church? Is it your job? Is it a relationship with your parents or your siblings? Or maybe your past, you know, your post-divorce, your post-infidelity, and maybe now you value learning to trust again so that you can get back out into the dating world and find the partner who's going to love and respect you in the way that you want to be loved and respected. So what do you want to create in your life? What do you value? And then just keep reminding yourself over and over and over when you feel yourself slipping from those things. Nope, nope. This isn't what I value. I don't value knowing about her. I don't value sitting in the pain. I value, you know, growing myself as a person. I value strengthening my prayer life. I value getting involved in my church community. I value being the best mom I can be. Because when you learn to focus your energy in the right place, your whole life will change. Your whole life will change. I promise you. So that's my little tip for you this week to really constrain your energy where it matters most. Because you'll elevate your life and you'll elevate your energy. And when you elevate your life, you elevate the lives of the people around you. And when you learn to constrain your energy in the best places, you create the ability to allow even more positive energy into your life. 
that wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.